Welcome to The Futurist with your hosts, Ben Rohde and Alex Lightman. Each week, we feature a specific aspect of our collective future with action steps you can take to make your own future better and brighter. Our guest experts are top futurists in their field who will remind you that anything is possible. Give us 90 minutes and we'll give you the future. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in. I know what the future is for the futurists. And it's Alex Lightman showing up for the show. I don't know where he is. He's not here. He's not. I don't think he's coming. Uh, And this is his show. So I don't know what's going on. So if you are listening and you want to be on the show, you want to call in and talk to me and ask questions and we can brainstorm about the future and what's awesome, then uh, go to the uh, if you're listening, then you're listening online. So there's a phone number that you can call in there to be a guest. And I'll call on you and we can have a conversation. And depending on how exciting it is, you might be my guest for today. So anyway, I'm going to talk to myself and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to make some shit up, but it's not going to be about Alex's 50 point agenda because I don't know what that is. Uh, He's got all that information. Um, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Uh, Who knows what's going on with him. But um, anyway, there's something that I've been noticing around business that needs to be talked about. Business, life purpose. Uh, What I'm talking about right now is it's going to be in the form of, of of life purpose. It's going to be in the vein of those of you that are following Jen and I that are want to be on life purpose as coaches, healers, those that are saving the planet in some way or another. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, anybody that's on life purpose in any way as well. But I know that what I'm going to say is going to resonate most with, with our people. So And it's also something that's been occurring to me with all the automation that's going on, right? I mean, we're we're all hearing about AI, uh, artificial intelligence is just rocking it right now. And Uber is is putting out all these driverless cars and uh, there's, you can get an automated assistant on the internet now. (laughs) You can... Uh, I, I have a friend, my friend Anthony David Adams, sent his electric electronic assistant to set up a phone call with me, and she found a time in his schedule and set up this call with me. And it was really cool. It was such a trip, and it really led me to wonder what else is possible with AI assistance. And I also have another. I have an app that is supposed to, it doesn't really work very well, but it's supposed to be able to book you online, book book you tickets online, buy you products, do research for you. And like I said, it doesn't work very well, but we're headed in that direction. And within five, 10 years, a lot of the jobs in the U.S. and worldwide are going to be replaced with computers. And 
I have a, a, a guy that I want to interview and we've been trying to get to set up with him, but he's just traveling to conferences all over the world. His name is Dennis Yu, Y-U, and he's incredible. And so he wants to do a show called the future of the, uh, the future of the jobs economy with automation, right? Or the future of the automation economy with jobs, something like that. Um, but it's basically about the future of jobs in an automated economy, right? What the hell is going to happen to all these jobs that a computer can do? And if a computer can do it, we're not going to need a human to do it. And, you know, if you've got a computer driving your car, there's, there are ways, you know, eventually it's going to be safer, right? It's the computer's job to sense what's going on around you. And it's going to be safer because there's not going to be the human error factor, right? And so, you know, people aren't even going to own cars in the future. There's just going to be car services, right? You don't even need to own a car. You can just look up on your phone and uh, like, it'd be like calling an Uber and this car picks you up. It drives you to where you need to be. You get out. You don't need to park. You don't need to look for parking. You don't need to pay for parking. You don't need to go get gas, right? It's a time saver. It's a money saver. There's no reason that every single person should own a car on the, on the planet. There just isn't that reason. Uh, there, there isn't a reason for it. I mean, if you think about it, any car that is parked, whether it's in a driveway or a parking lot, isn't being used. And there's somebody else that needs a car and could possibly use that car, right? So what if there were, I mean, it would probably be like a hundred of the cars on the planet or, le or even less probably, right? And you just have like one car for every 100 people or something. So while everybody's at work and their car would be parked for eight hours a day, that car could be driving around, uh, taking other people around. And you wouldn't need to pay for insurance. You wouldn't need to pay for registration. You wouldn't need to pay for all that stuff. So easy, right? So we don't need cars. We don't need taxi drivers. We don't need uber drivers or lyft drivers now as fun as the conversation is with your uber driver or your lyft driver what if you could just hang out on the phone or hang out by yourself or uh you know meditate or sleep or whatever so what what's been coming to me and i think i said this on one of the episodes before is it's going to be important for everyone as a whole to find a life purpose and to get on their life purpose, whatever that looks like. I have no idea what that's going to look like for you or for everybody else that's um, uh, listening to this. Uh, but here's the thing, guys. You're not going to be able to get away with living your life half-assed anymore. You're not going to be able to get away with just kind of getting by, doing a stupid job that a machine can do. And it's, it's just like, it's a hard thing to talk about because there are a lot of people out there that just like to get by. And they're not going to be able to get by just getting by unless we have a, you know, a guaranteed basic income, right? A basic uh, and, and there is, 
think there's one country, it's like Sweden or something, somewhere, somewhere around there that has a basic guaranteed income where you just get a check in the mail, you get money in your bank account every month, and you don't have to do anything. You could literally just stay home all day and have a guaranteed income. And so now the theory of what this will allow you to do is it allows you to be on life purpose. It allows you to do what it is you want to do. And the theory is that it's going to actually make people more productive when their basic needs are covered, right? So if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your base needs to feel safe, to feel secure, to be able to not have, to not have to worry about food, shelter, right? How am I going to make rent? Where am I going to get my next meal, right? How is this even going to happen? And, and so when all that's covered and you're just safe and you know you're safe, I mean, here's the thing, even when you have a job, you're still, there's still a part, a part of you in the back of your head that's wondering, am I going to lose my job? Like, can I even keep this job? Um, what happens if, what happens if I get fired, right? I may get fired. What happens if someone better comes along and takes my place? What if we get bought out and they replace the, the management and the employees, right? Like there is no real job security other than what you make of it. And so what can you do to create job security for yourself, right? And so now, even if we have this guaranteed income, you're going to be bored out of your mind just sitting around all day and doing nothing. And I know that those of you that are, that are uh, following Jen and I are driven to do something with your life and driven to help the people on this planet in one way or another. And so it's not going to be an option to just sit around, but how amazing will that be would that be if you just knew that your basic needs were taken care of and you could live life purpose, right? Without having to say, can I live life purpose? Can I afford to not have a job? Can I afford to do what it is that I really want to do and, and, and not to worry about making money? And this is, this is also a, um, a big thing that we're trying to take care of in our RISE project, RISE Costa Rica, this, this sovereign city that we're creating, this community of leaders, right? We're building 40 homes on one side and a retreat center with 80 casitas and a, a holistic healing center on the other side, right? And so our, we're, we're growing 30,000 food trees on the property. So your food is going to be taken care of. Right. We get our water. We have one of the we have the fourth freshest water source, the fourth cleanest water source in the world. They've done a study in, in our area, and it was the fourth cleanest water source in the entire world, right? So food's taken care of, water's taken care of, right? Now the energy is gonna be one hundred percent sustainable, one hundred percent green energy. Energy is taken care of. Right? We, we're not going to have to worry about an electric bill, a water bill, a food bill, just taking care of. And so what, what, is there, what is there to do, right? We're going to have this community of leaders supporting each other, and everybody's going to be on life purpose. And so Jen and I are going to be holding retreats here, and we're going to, you know, let's say we have 50 people come to this retreat, 
like 50 people and we'll introduce them to our friends in the community that are living there. And when they hold retreats, they'll be introducing people to us. And so it's, it's the end of marketing. It's the end of, uh, it's the end of a lot of things, right? This is kind of the new way that we want to live and the, the new way that we want to create the world. I have the theory and I'm not going to say theory. It's not really a theory. I have the belief, the internal belief that everybody should only be doing what they want to do, what they love to do. Now, there are people that love bagging groceries. There are people who love doing all the stuff that none of us want to do. Right? There are people that love doing every job. But I remember one time when I was, I was working in uh, San Francisco. I was, I was um, a photographer at, at sporting events, like Warriors games, Raiders games. Uh, Oakland A's, and and so I remember I was living in Walnut Creek and, and Concord and Martinez over a period of a few years, and I remembered every time I would get on the goddamn bar train and head out to the other side of the bay, and I'd be thinking, I'd be seeing all the people coming from the bay, you know, the other side of the bay, from the uh, San Francisco area, going over to the East Bay, to the Walnut Creek area, and we're passing each other on the bar tracks. And I'm thinking, fuck, if only I could work by where I live and live where I work and they could do the same, we wouldn't have to do this hour, hour and a half commute every single day, right? Each way, right? So 90 minutes there and 90 minutes back. That's literally three hours out of my day that could be saved if I had a job or uh, a place that I worked that was better suited to my needs, right? And it's not just about time either. Like, I work from home now. I get out of bed at, you know, 7, eat breakfast, hang out, start work around, you know, 8 if I want to. Sometimes, you know, I do yoga, I go for a swim, go for a hike, make love to my wife, start work around 10 o'clock, right? And... You know, they've actually done studies that uh, the, the headline was really funny. It was, um, if you're starting work before 10, it's the equivalent to torture. And I agree with that if it's something that is not in your life purpose. If it's something you don't want to do and you're dragging yourself out of bed. Like, I don't have the problem right now of, you know, my alarm goes off and I'm Oh, groaning in bed. Oh, just give me another hour. Hit the snooze button. Oh, I don't want to get up. Oh, I don't want to go to work. Right? Nobody should be submitted to that. Nobody should have to do what they don't want to do. Everyone is capable of creating a life purpose. Nobody's life purpose is to live a fucking life where you are doing a job that you don't want to do. There is no point in somebody working a job that they don't want to do. It's just a matter of finding, either finding the right job that you want to do, asking yourself, if I could do anything, what would I do? Guys, I went through a point where I was working five or six jobs at a time, seven days a week for months at a time. Like I, there was one point I worked six months in a row, six months in a row with two days off for Christmas. 
October, November, December, two days off for Christmas, January, February, March. Two fucking days off. And I remember hauling ass on my motorcycle on the freeway from one job to another. I had like a 90 minute commute, hauling ass on my motorcycle to try to make it to my second job on time. And I got pulled over and I got a, a ticket for several hundred dollars. I was doing over 100 miles an hour, and they towed my motorcycle because I wasn't insured, so I couldn't even afford insurance. They towed my motorcycle, so I had to go get it registered, get insurance, and, and then get it out of the tow yard. And by the time the day was done, you know, I spent probably $2,000 on, you know, fees and tickets and all that. I had to miss a day of work. And... And I was looking at it, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's like a week. That's like seven days worth of, you know, 12 to 14 hour days working my ass off at two different jobs, gone, because I got pulled over. <laughs> it's done, right? Nobody should be submitted to that kind of uh, life, right? So why do we do that to ourselves? And, you know, I don't know if the why is important right now. This is a show about the future, not the past. But, you know, the why is important to the extent that it will allow you to stop doing what you've been doing in the past and to create what you would like to be doing in the future. So the question that I, that I would like to uh, posit to you is if you could do anything, and I really want you to think about this right now and answer it right now. If you could do anything, anything in the world, what would it be? Just dream. It doesn't have to be logical. I don't want to hear the yeah but. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want the yeah but to even show up, right? I would do this, but the but's not important. The but is just an excuse. Everybody has a but. Everybody has, everybody has a but. Everybody has an ass. Everybody makes an ass of themselves when they say, yeah, but. So here's the thing. Your higher self will come through with the answer to, if I could do anything, what would I do? That's your higher self. The ego self, the limiting self, will come through and give you the reasons why you can't do that. None of them are true. Successful people have had those same reasons. So I can't do that because the only difference is that they, they found new reasons why they could do that thing that they want to do. Or they did it anyway, despite the reasons, right? When Jen and I quit our jobs, we had $300 in our bank account each. Our yeah buts were going crazy, but we had to do it, right? And so for those of you that are driving Uber, this, this opportunity to distract yourself from life purpose isn't going to be there forever. The things that you used to make money on are going to become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and then they're going to become non-existent. I live in Costa Rica. Um, we have three women working for us. And two of these women, we are, uh, you know, they, they, they take care of us here. They cook, they clean, they, um, they take care of our kids while we're at work. 
I mean, these, these women are amazing, right? Minimum wage here is, I think, $1.50 US an hour. $1.50 an hour, right? So we're paying them $4 an hour. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's a good living for them here. And it's extremely cheap. It's extremely cheap labor, right? So, and the thing is, right now, this is their life purpose. This is their life purpose. One of them is, is, um, studying, is studying to uh, teach at our school at, at RISE, the school that we're creating at RISE. So eventually, so right now we're supporting her here and uh, providing the means for her to be able to, to do this, this schooling to get her teaching degree. And she'll be teaching at the Waldorf School here at RISE. And um, like this is what you want to be focusing on right now is what can you do to get on life purpose? Because your distractions that you've been creating for yourself are not going to be available much longer. If you have a job that can be replaced by someone overseas, if you have a job that can be replaced by a machine, it's not going to be available to you much longer. So what do you need to do to get on life purpose? And it's, here's the thing, guys. If you're in the age group that you're listening to this right now, then I can be pretty certain that what you need isn't more education. I can be pretty certain that what you need isn't another certification or another class or another course or another skill. I can be pretty certain that if you're our listener, if you're our ideal audience for this show, you already have everything that you need except for the balls to make the leap. And here's the thing, if you've already made the leap and you've already been working for yourself for 20 years and changing the planet and doing all that stuff, great. There's more. I don't care how successful you've been. What's the next level of your dream? I mean, even Richard Branson, I consider Richard Branson one of the most success, all around successful people that, that, that I know of on the planet. He's got happiness. He's got an amazing personality. He's got money. He's got a lifestyle. He's got a giant smile on his face, right? That is what I consider massive success. And you know what? He never stops dreaming. He never stops reaching to what's next. So I don't care how successful you are right now. There's more for you. Unless you're Richard Branson listening to this, there's more for you. And if you're Richard Branson listening to this, uh, there's more for you. <laughs> and I've, I've been posting on, on uh, every time Richard Branson posts on Facebook, I, I comment on it, trying to, uh, I'm, I'm offering him a free trip to come out to Costa Rica. I will pay for him. I will fly you first class on Virgin Airlines <laughs> to Costa Rica, and I will put you up at the nicest hotel in Costa Rica and show you what we're doing here. And I will blow his mind, right? So there's always the next level for whatever it is you're doing. And, and so machines are going to take the jobs of Uber drivers. And 
former Uber drivers are going to take the jobs of the next level up, and the next level up is going to take the jobs of the Richard Bransons, and the Richard Bransons are going to take the job of whatever. I don't know what the hell's next, but that's going to be up to him to create that reality, right? To create that future. So what is it that you want to do? And then what are some of the action steps? And so now this is what Alex and I are going to be talking about in our retreat, the futurist retreat in January. Um, we're going to, we're doing a seven day retreat going through the, the first seven dimensions and actually, I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, too, because it's amazing and exciting that just how the dimensions, uh, you know, nobody's ever talked about the future and creating the future and creating business through the dimensions. So this will help you if you're, if you're um, looking to start the next level of your business. Uh, okay, so here it is. So here it is. The, and, and keep in mind, these are just dimensions of consciousness that are that each one transcend yet include the other dimensions, right? So it's not that seventh dimension is the best dimension. It's just that it's another dimension that, that has a different level of um, knowledge, a, a, a more expanded knowledge, right? So it's kind of like if you look at Newtonian physics and you look at Einsteinian physics and quantum physics, it, it keeps going up and up and up in a different, in a higher levels of abstraction, right? So, so for what Newtonian physics is, it works really well. And then once you start getting into smaller particles of matter, it's the system starts to break down and you have to look to Einsteinian physics. And then you have to, and then at a certain point, you know, even his mind was blown and he was like, what is this quantum, this quantum physics stuff, right? And so quantum physics explains stuff that Einstein physics can't explain. And so what's true for Newton, Newtonian physics when you're, when you're in that arena is true for Newtonian physics. But then once you get into Einsteinian physics, it's no longer true, right? So it's, it's both true and not true at the same time, right? It's, it's, Schrodinger's cat of, of truth, <laughs> right? Depending, it's, it's both, a, it's both a, a particle and a wave at the same time. And it, it's really, it really does depend on the observer. The observer affects that which is observed, right? So this is where you really get to become the observer, right? And knowing that nothing's better or worse than the others. No dimension is better or worse. It's about transcending and including. So now we all know people that, that are dreamers that have big dreams and haven't been able to ground it into physical reality. Okay. That's probably because they're pulling in higher level information, right? From higher dimensions, but they're not able to ground it into reality, which is the third, the third dimension I will consider quote unquote reality. It's physical reality. It's physical matter, right? It's taking care of our physical world. So the third dimension, I would say, is like, like people that just they have a job, they go to work every day, they show up, they can't stand their job, uh, they work for a boss that hates them, treats them like shit, right? Those are people hitting the snooze button again and again and again. That's third dimension consciousness. So there's, there's nothing else out there. Um, so then uh, at one point, you know, they listen to this radio show or something, and they're like, oh, my God, there's more. I can do more. What is there? You know what? I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to quit my job and, and make the leap. 
right? That's 4D. You make the leap into 4D, which is uh, you realize there's a game being played. Now I'm going to play the game. I'm going to get better at the game of, of consciousness and of, of reaching the next level of life purpose. And I'm, you know, I'm either working for myself or I'm on life purpose working for someone else, right? So we have a, you know, my wife and I have a, we have a, a 3D team. We have a team of three people that take care of us here at home, um, you know, buying us plane tickets, booking hotels, uh, to yard work and all that stuff, right? That's our 3D stuff being taken care of. We have a team of three. Now, in our 4D team, which is business, which is life purpose, which is the structure that holds our life purpose, we have a whole 4D team taking care of that. We probably have five employees, full-time employees at this point. And they're amazing, right? Now, all this is really, 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 really important stuff. And so for, for those that are, are dreamers, that are um, futurists who, who have not yet um, created the future in the present, it's because they're, they're lacking in the third and fourth dimensions usually. Okay. So I'll take a quick drink of water here. Uh, cool. Yeah. Usually I get to drink when Alex is here, but there, there are costs and benefits to doing a show myself. The, uh, the benefit is I get to talk for an hour and we've been wanting to cut the show down to an hour from 90 minutes because um, people, you know, the busy people that are listening to the show don't usually have 90 minutes to sit in one place and listen to me and Alex talk about what matters to us <laughs> for free. Um, so we're thinking about cutting back to an hour. So let me know what you think about that. I'll, I'll cut this show off in 30 minutes which is an hour. All right. So, so usually if there's somebody that's got a big dream it's, it's, and hasn't come to fruition it's because they haven't been taking action in a grounded way in the, in the physical reality, right? So they need a mentor, they need a coach, they need a business partner or a team that can help them do the grounded physical reality things that will make them massively successful. Right. Okay. So now let's, let's, let's go to, I'll go to fifth dimension and then I'll go back and revisit the first and second dimensions. So now what happens at some point when, um, okay, so let's see, you quit the third dimension, you quit your job, you burn the boat, you get rid of your paycheck and now you're supporting yourself. So you move into lower fourth and in lower fourth, you have to figure out the rules of the game. You've got to learn how to, how to run a business by yourself. And you've got to learn, you know, do I want to get funding from uh, outside sources? Do I want an angel investor? Do I want a partner? Do I want to uh, go raise money on my own? Do I want to do a Kickstarter? Do I want to crowdfund, right? What, do I, what is it that I want to do, right? And you can't do, I mean, you could do all of that, but, you know, it, it, it diffuses focus. So you want to focus on one thing at a time. So... You're focused, focused, focused. You try all kinds of different things. You focus on one thing, then you focus on another thing. Fourth dimension is boot camp. This is where you're, you're really learning how to be a sovereign human being. You're learning how to be a creator God. Okay? Now, upper fourth is where you've learned everything that there is to, to know about business or everything for all intents and purposes. Here's the thing. The fourth dimension is the Monopoly game. You can play a Monopoly forever. At some point, you got to quit the goddamn game. At some point, you got it's time to move on, 
right? Now, some people love Monopoly and want to stay there forever. Others are going to be called to the next level. So once you master the, mono the Monopoly game, so this is what we did. Now we've, we've, we've got a team running our Monopoly game. So now we can, now we are only focusing on life purpose. We wake up every day and we create. We create content and we deliver content, right? So we, we sell coaching programs, we deliver coaching programs. Like that is literally all we do. I don't take payments, I don't do advertising, I don't do anything that takes me away from life purpose. 100% of my life is life purpose, right? And swimming, swing it, swimming in my pool and hiking in my jungle and playing with my children, right? That is what I'm focusing on. 5D is doing what lights you up. 5D is, is where you realize you are the creator God. You've hacked the matrix. You're outside the matrix. You realize that everything you've been told was important is no longer important, right? And you get to create your own game. So in 4D, you're learning the rules of other people's games. In 5D, you create your own game. So this is why the question is always, if you could do anything, what would you do? What would it look like? So that's what 5D is. And it's, it's scary moving from 3D to 4D and from 4D to 5D. It's scary quitting your job, your 3D job, and starting a business and knowing that I could be homeless, right? That's, that's what everybody thinks. I'm going to be homeless. It never happens because you're the creator. Why would you create that? <laughs> right? The money always comes right when it needs to. I don't know anybody that's actually slept on the streets except for me. I actually have slept on the streets. It's a conscious decision. It was my greatest fear. And I said, I'm going to get over this one. I'm going to sleep on the streets. And I did for several months. And it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. I was on the streets of New York. I've been on the streets of Seattle. I've been on the streets of uh, Concord, California, and Walnut Creek. And it was the best one of the best experiences of my life. It was my coming, coming of age. It was my uh, rite of passage. And it really let me know that I'm a survivor and that I can do anything. There's nothing that's going to hold me back, right? And so I mean, for my entire life, I've gone towards my fears. I've gone towards my resistance. And that's what has helped me create not, not only the, the success in my life, but the mindset of success is even more important. The mindset of success. So if I lost everything tomorrow, I'd rebuild it the next day. There's no fear in my reality. I do not have fear in my reality because I'm the creator. I don't have fear in my reality because I used to be an amateur fighter. I used, to, I used to get in the ring and I used to get punched in the face and kicked in the face and kneed in the face. And I, I fought some big, big guys that I thought were going to trample me. And after 20 minutes of fighting for my life and throwing up and spitting blood, and I pull that win out of my ass because I'm a survivor, because I'm a fighter, right? Nothing Nothing can take me at this point in my life, in my business. Nothing. And this is the mindset that you have to have, that you are unstoppable. And when you go towards what scares you the most, that is how you know you're heading in the right direction. If you know you're supposed to quit your job, you have to move towards it. 
And if you've been doing 4D for a while, and if you've found success in 4D, and you've got the rules of the game, you're, you've got the understanding of it, okay, I understand the game. And you're afraid of stopping playing the game. You're afraid of letting the game go because now you know how to make money and now you don't know another way to make money. <laughs> you don't know how to stop this and still make money. You know that in order for you to make money, you have to answer your emails and you have to do sales calls and you have to, uh, you, you have to do all the stuff that, that you know that you have to do, right? Whatever, whatever it is for you, webinars, uh, live events, speaking events, whatever it is you have to do. There's a part of you that's afraid of, afraid of letting it go because you don't know how else to make money. So now when Jen and I moved out of Rancho Santa Fe, California and moved into the Costa Rica jungle in January, we did not know how we were going to make money here. As we made all of our money in the U.S. by speaking at different events and by holding events at our house and you know, there was a while where we didn't leave our house. We had people come to us every month. We had 40 to 50 to 60 people come to our house. We did a, an event a month, and that's how we got our clients. And so we didn't know another way, but we knew we had to move to Costa Rica. We did not know how to make money in Costa Rica, but we knew we were supposed to move to Costa Rica. We saw what was going on in the political system. We saw what was going on with uh, Donald Trump and, and Hillary being our, our top two candidates, right? We didn't, you know, everyone says, well, if Trump gets elected or if Hillary gets elected, I'm moving to Canada or I'm moving to Costa Rica or wherever the fuck you want to move. Why wait till they get elected? Why wait? The biggest problem for me is that, they're, that they're, they have the possibility of being in office. That is the symptom of a broken system. There's that many people think that they are their best candidate in the United States. Like those are the best that are representing us, right? Like if this was the Olympics, <laughs> if, the, if the presidential uh, system uh, was the Olympics or the Olympics was the presidential system, like first of all, we'd have two much more highly qualified, uh, better for the people, not for the corporations, people, right? running for president. Now, if we can look at the Olympics and we ran the Olympics like the, uh, like our fucking presidential race, uh, everyone would be like the, the Filipino swimmers. Have you seen this, the, 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 or the, the Filipino divers? If you haven't seen the Filipino divers, you're gonna die laughing. Google uh, uh, Olympic Filipino diver team, um, I think, it, and then Google Australian commentary. There's this guy that, that does a commentary of these Filipino divers, and it's just like two guys getting up on diving boards, flipping off and like, you know, doing belly flops, and it's ridiculous. Like they're not Olympic, they're not Olympic caliber, right? They don't represent the best of the best. Now maybe they do in in, Philipp, in, Philipp, in the Philippines, the best divers, but. Do Hillary and Donald really represent the best of the best of what the U.S. has to offer? And whether, whether they do or not, I'm moving to Costa Rica. I'm going to go like this. I no longer wish to be a part of this system. So I'm removing myself from the system and I'm creating a new system for myself. I'm creating a new fifth dimensional reality of 
Um, I can do anything. If I could do anything, what would I do? And I'm creating my dream. And that's why I'm creating this, this 800 acre community, co-creating it with some of the brightest minds in the industry. Um, Cause if I could do anything, this is what I would do. I, 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 so here's the thing. I, I couldn't find a healing modality that I liked well enough that, that I thought was powerful enough, fast enough, long lasting enough. And so I invented one. Um, when I was dating, I, I didn't, I, I, I knew there was more, I knew that women were capable of more orgasms than anybody else knew was possible. I don't know how I knew, but I created, I created a new level of climax that actually took her out of her reality. That she can no longer be in a body, in, a re, in the, her current identity while she is in this state of, of orgasmic consciousness, right? It's too powerful to be able to hold both at the same time. And so I create, I took this level of orgasm and I took that healing modality and I put them together. And now we use orgasm as the highest state of consciousness possible to collapse old traumas and collapse old ways of being and old identities. And they've done brain scans of women in orgasm and a woman's brain in orgasm goes completely offline. It's hacking her computer program and you get to install new programs. So while she's in orgasm, you're yelling whatever it is she needs to create. You're perfect now and you're powerful. It's safe to be a woman in her power, right? Whatever it is, you're beautiful and you're perfect. Uh, you're wealthy, you're successful. You're implanting new computer programs and they get anchored to her from that state, the body level state of ecstasy, the highest ecstasy possible, right? That's creating the future. I didn't like the, the city I was living in. I didn't like the politics. I didn't like the state, the country. That I, was, I was upset with it. So I created my own. I'm creating my own here. We're creating Rise Costa Rica, a sovereign city, where everyone does exactly what they're supposed to do, according to their higher self, according to their life purpose, not according to my rules, not according to anybody else's rules, but according to their rules, and that is 5D. I didn't like the schooling system teaching our kids how to be slaves, how to be corporate slaves, teaching them how to follow orders, take a test, regurgitate information. So we're creating school, teaching our kids to be entrepreneurs, teaching our kids to be life on life purpose, teaching our kids to do what they want to do, teaching kids to be their own leaders, their own boss. Right? So what is it that you want to create? If you could create anything, what would you do? That's 5D. 5D is what seems impossible from 4D even, okay? So now let's, let's move back to 1D. And I'm gonna drink some more water. So 1D, 1D is the, the, the iron core crystal of the earth. It's, it's information, it's, um, it is safety, security, grounding, right? You could, you could link it to the, your base chakra, the first chakra, safety, security, grounding. Um, this is where you get your information from. This is, where, this is where the Akashic records are stored. This is where you get to tap, you know, and Jen and I in our 5D business school, like I said, we go through each dimension one by one. And same thing in this uh, retreat we're doing with Alex. It's for high-level leaders, right? 
getting 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 them tapped into their akashic records or uh, a less grounded or a, a more grounded way of, of saying it would be getting them tapped into their bigger life purpose what's next for them right? you've already done whatever it is you're here to do good job cross it off the list use it as motivation to do the next thing if you've done it before you can do it again you'll do it even better next time because it's the next level of your life purpose okay so that's the first dimension first dimension is connecting with uh your the information about your life so anytime you have a question what am i supposed to be doing what's going on should i do this should i do that you're going to get your answer in the first dimension this is why meditation is so important it's dropping in it's it's going it's being the ebb Right? You can flow, flow, flow all day long and blow your ass in the wrong direction. <laughs> right? Being in the ebb, giving yourself time to so meditation every morning is like it's like if you have a job and you go in and you check into work and you say, All right, boss, what am I doing? And your boss says, Okay, today I need you to do this, then do that, then you do that. And you say, Okay, boss, and then you go and do it throughout the day. And then you check in later, it might be that night, it might be the next morning. All right, what do we need to do now? Was this course correct? How did I do? Was that good? Did I do it right? What did I learn? Right? That's meditation. Meditation is checking in with your higher self, which is your boss. We should all be following our higher selves, our higher life purpose, right? Or else we're going to be driving Uber for the next not very long. <laughs> so, checking the work. What do I need to do, guys? All right, I'm going to go do that. And then you go out, you create things in the Third dimensional reality. Oh my God, that is the most beautiful butterfly. I'm going to take a picture of this right now. I'll post it for y'all. Oh, it flew away. Oh, hold on a second. Landed on the window. I'll try to take a picture of it. Ah. Lighting's bad on this side. Oh my God, it's bright pink with black circles and white and bright blue. It's like sacred geometry on a, hopefully it gives us a nice eternity again. Um, but anyway, so that's the first dimension. The first dimension is, is where you need to start. Every day starts with the first dimension. Every day starts with checking in. And, um, you know, and actually every day doesn't start with the first dimension. It can start with the first dimension or the second dimension. The second dimension is, it's, it's the first, second dimension is, it could be nature. Right? It could be going out into nature, getting into the, the energy of the trees, the energy of nature, the energy of, of uh, and you know, this is what we're doing here in Costa Rica, too. Right? Um, they've done studies to show that you can cure depression by camping out for a week with no electronics. Camping out in the jungle, camping out in trees, in wildlife for seven days. Seven fucking days to cure your depression. Seven days away from all the electronics, the EMF waves, the, the, the madness. Seven days to reset the brain and cure depression. Or you could stay on Prozac for the rest of your life and numb out and, and kill yourself. Okay? It's, it's important. This is where it's really important to be connected to every dimension. If you're skipping steps, you're not going to be integrated. This is where people are disintegrated, right? So the second dimension is also the dimension of your inner guidance. Uh, it's the dimension of the different aspects of yourself that you could, you, you could call them guides and angels, 
um, I like to call them different aspects of myself. Because really, we're all one. Everything's everything's all a part of us. Everything's just a creation of my dream. So for Jen, it's easy to break those uh, parts of herself down into different um, archetypes, right? And, diff and give them different names. And now she knows who's talking. <laughs> and that, and she knows which one to ask. Uh, advice for business and which to ask advice for relationships and which to get advice for different things, right? She talks to different groups and it, it's, just, it's a good way to compartmentalize what you're focusing on. So when she goes into meditation, she calls together her, um, her board of directors and she says, okay, here's what we're working on today and I'm going to be talking to this group about this thing today. Here's what we're doing. Go, right? And she gets information. And I, I used to not buy it when we first started. We couldn't make any money, and she was meditating all day. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? How do you help make money? Right? But the stuff that comes out of her meditation, at this point, I say, babe, go meditate six hours a day. Go meditate. And, and again, her meditation and, you know, the kind of meditation that we talk about isn't meditating, quieting the mind, and just becoming nothingness. That's, she does that once a week, and that's that's the ninth dimension, that's the ebb, or, or sorry, that's the void. It's going into the void, it's going into the nothingness, it's recharging, it's resetting. And if you don't go into the void uh, on occasion, if you don't just completely shut down your brain for a while, this is where people make themselves sick, this is where people overheat and, uh, you know, they get sick, they give themselves cancer, they get in a car accident, and now they're forced to ebb. They're forced to remember to just chill out, relax, okay? So that's the second dimension. Second dimension is, is tapping into your upstairs team. Um, Jen calls it her feminine ROI, right? So the first, uh, first the, the, the dimensions go from feminine to masculine to feminine to masculine. And so the, so the second dimension is a feminine uh, dimension. And now we get to the third dimension, which is action. Action, 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 right? Now, if you have if you have dreams and uh, you know you get the information from the first and second dimension, but you don't put them into action, they're not going to do you any good. You can't just sit around and meditate all day and not do anything. I mean, if you're like let's say you're a master reality creator and you're and and, and I want a master put uh, putting a million dollars in my bank account, and I've got let's let's say I come out of meditation, I've got a hundred clients that want to work with me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to collect their money. That's an issue. <laughs> That's an issue. Let's say I've got a, 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 I created a million dollars waiting for me, but I'm not going to take the million dollars in third dimension action. That's the problem. That's disintegration, right? Um, so then we get to fifth dimension, which is the next level of possibility. It's, it's, it, this is changing the planet. This is where we, so 3D, you're focused on yourself, you're focused on your family, uh, survival, how can I create what's best for myself. In 4D, you start creating a better life for those around you. Um, you know, maybe you have a national following or an international reach where you're impacting lives at an international uh, or even a world level. And 5D is where you impact the world on a, on a global scale with global, like global, global impact, 
right? So like what we're doing right now, we're literally creating a new way of living. Now, this is something that I couldn't possibly have seen when I was in my third dimensional job. I couldn't even see 4D. It wasn't my identity. But I had to go through that fourth dimension boot camp. I had to work my ass off, become a badass. I had to, I had to do it all. I had to do the work. I had to feel the fear. I had to do it anyway. And now, now that I'm on top of that mountain, I can see the next Changing the planet, right? And so in 5D, you've created so much in your life. You, you, you take responsibility for everything. Everything. And now this isn't going to make sense unless I, um, if, if I have more time to go into it, I can make, help you make sense out of it. But in 5D, you take responsibility for the weather. In 5D, you take responsibility for starving kids in Africa. In 5D, you take responsibility for oppressive governments. That's my fault. Sorry, not fault. <laughs> not fault. <laughs> responsibility. Okay? Responsibility not to be confused with fault or blame. Responsibility is the ability to respond. And anything that I think is out of my power, out of my reach to change, to shift, it's not true. It's not true that it's out of my power. It's not true that it's out of your power, out of your reach. You can do anything. One person can change the entire history, the entire history, the entire course of the planet. So I'm, I'm thinking about history. I'm thinking about Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm thinking about Gandhi. Right? These, these are people that had major, major impact. Ordinary who decided that they were going to step up and do things. They, they, they did not follow any rules. Five you were a trailblazer of epic proportions. And so this is where we're all headed. We're all headed to this place where we're trailblazers at the bell curve. We're the tip of the spear. We are the creators. We're the reality creators. We are creating the future from a place where there was nothing before. And this is why this is important now, is because the alternative is your Uber job <laughs> running out, right? Um, again, I'm, I'm talking to two people here. I'm talking to, I'm talking to massively successful people that are moving into 5D reality creation, planet level, uh, shifts, and I'm also talking to people that are, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting some people that are listening here that are, haven't quit their job yet, or, or that are still driving Uber and afraid to make the leap for life purpose, right? Really what we're moving towards is global, global change, and that's the point we're at now, guys. I mean, we're at the point where stuff's pretty fucked up. I don't know if you're following what's going on in Aleppo. If you're not, you should probably be following it. I don't know if you're following what's going on in the U.S. If you're not, you should probably be following it. There's a lot that is not going on. We are not in control of that country. And it's time to change things. 
And it's coming to a breaking point. It's literally coming to a point in which we cannot keep doing the same things that we've been doing. And we need to create the future. We absolutely must create the future. And this is how transformation happens in a human being as well. It's the same thing that happens in a human that happens in a country. And the same thing that happens in the world. We can, we can go through a process of preemptive evolution, or we can go through a process of forced evolution. And so preemptive evolution is where uh, you make a big shift before it's absolutely necessary. Forced evolution is where you no longer have an option because you're taking too long. And that is where we're at right now. We're in a place of forced evolution. Preemptive evolution would be, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> Preemptive evolution would have been 20 years ago. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what are we doing with this banking system here? Wait, who's in charge? Wait, who's in control of the president? Wait, wait, this two-party system here. Wait, what? wait, who runs, who runs both of them? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, no. We're not going to, we're not going to play this game. Right? We're going to change things now. That's preemptive. Now, people would have, you know, there was no internet. Uh, people were, uh, you know, people didn't have the, the knowledge, the, the, the mass knowledge of what's going on as they do now. People would have been like, what are you talking about? The president. The United States world. Right? But now people know. Now people get it. Now we're at a point of forced evolution where every two candidates are being forced on us. They're both absolutely ridiculous. Neither one of them represents the American people. And we're at a point of forced evolution. Well, we're almost there. We're not quite at the point of... So now here, here's what is at the point of forced evolution. Forced revolution. It's the police state. The police shooting all the black people. And the white people. I just saw, I just saw a video this morning of a... a couple of cops that, that shot a six-year-old boy and his dad. They killed, they killed, killed, killed a six-year-old boy. They just lit up a truck. They didn't, they didn't have any weapons. Nothing was happening. They literally just lit up this guy's truck. I mean, police are executing people every single day. They're executions. I saw another video. This guy sitting on, black guy sitting on his porch. Cops walk up. How you doing? I'm good. Sit on my porch. Can I see your ID? Yep. Here's my ID. ID's got the address on it that he's sitting at. I've lived here for 10 years, sir. What are you doing here? Just waiting for my mom to get home. Why don't you have a key? Because I'm waiting for my mom to get home. This video, you can watch the video. Nothing is happening, right? There's tasing. Asian little girls. We are at a point of forced evolution. We have let this get out of control for too long, guys. We have let this get out of control. And we can no longer, we can no longer let this continue. Forced evolution. This is why people are upset. People are getting pissed off. People can no longer be silent. There will be riots. There will be riots until this is done. So, and here's the thing. If you look at a bell curve, 
20 years ago would have been the front of the bell curve where there's only a few people that know what's going on. Maybe a few hundred people, a few thousand people know what's going on. Right now, with uh, the police shooting everyone, thanks, you know, people now know what's going on thanks to cameras and, you know, everyone, everyone's got a camera now. Everyone's recording the police doing this stuff. So everyone knows what's going on. So now it's, it's the majority of people. Like, it, you're, it's going to be hard to find somebody on the back end of the bell curve that really doesn't know that cops are shooting people, right? There are people that justify cops shooting people, right? But the top of the bell curve is the majority of people, the average person, the majority of people on the top of the bell curve when it comes to police brutality and wanting it to stop. That is enough people to make a difference. That is enough people to riot and make a difference. Now, a futurist is someone who's at the front of the bell curve. They see it way before everyone else sees it. Now, for those of you that are listening to this show, what field are you at the front of the bell curve at? What is it that you know about, that you have a vision about, that you see and know the planet sees? You see the future in your specific field. We are all futurists. That is what you're supposed to be doing. That's what you are right now. However much you've created in your life, that one thing that you know is out in the future. Now, if, if this thing is, if it makes sense to you, if you're like, oh yeah, I should totally do this now. I could totally be successful doing this now. That's probably not it. Because <laughs> you're, you're probably coming back up Back up the bell curve towards what you think that people will, people are ready for, what people will buy, what people will fund. You can start there if you want. But I'm talking like front of the bell curve, tip of the spear. You are the one, the only one on the planet that knows what it is you know. What is that thing? The thing that might not make any sense to anybody else. The thing that other people might not be ready for. That is what you're going to start creating. And so now in 6D, 6D is creating the container of your life to hold your higher self at all times. So if we look at If you look at 3D, 3D consciousness, you are the effect. Your world around you is the cause. You're the effect. You're at effect. In 4D, you become the cause. In 4D, you say, I'm going to take control of my life. I'm going to become the cause. I'm going to make a difference. In 5D, you realize you're the cause and the effect. You become the cause and you become the effect. And in 6D, you also become the condition. So anything in order to grow needs a cause and effect, and, and it needs a cause and a condition to have an effect, right? So if you look at a seed, a seed being planted in the ground, right? The cause is just planting the seed. Condition is the soil, the water, temperature, 
oxygen, the sunlight, the effect is I get a tree. It's going to feed me. Right? So in 6D is about creating the world around you in a way that supports and holds your higher self at all times and, and creates the reality around you that you want to see, that you want to live at all times. And that is where you bring the tip of the bell curve and you bring it up into where everyone else can see. Oh, my God, I see it. It's tangible. There's a physical result that people can reach out and touch. That's what happens in 60. You become the condition. And so that's, again, what we're doing in RISE. We are creating a community, a condition that becomes a vacuum. So instead of trying to change the system from the inside, there are other people working on that. It's not my thing. I, I will not thrive or survive in that condition, those conditions, right? It's my job to change the system from the outside. So I'm creating a better solution to naturally draw people into. I'm creating the condition for them to step into, right? So what is it that you're creating? What is it? So then we get into 70, and this is where we're this is where we stop and at uh, my, um, this course that Alex is teaching with me, this uh, futurist retreat here in Costa Rica, seven-day retreat, one dimension per, uh, per day. Seventh dimension is sound. Seventh dimension is your voice. It's the power of your voice to literally create things around you. In the beginning, there was the word. Sound carries a vibration that literally moves things. And so when you speak to a room, when you speak on a radio show, when you speak to a potential client or a current client on the phone or in person, your words are creating an experience for them. That is a seventh dimensional concept. When you Look at the greatest orders in history. They have an understanding and a knowledge and an ownership of the seventh dimension that most people on the planet will never have. They will move a room to tears with their words, with their message. That is the seventh dimension. And so when you are at the tip of the spirit and when you are creating your reality and you are creating a new planet, you better believe yourself. You better be able to stand in that and have your voice reflect that. And this might even look like coming out in a Facebook post, right? And so I mean, that's how I brought in David. I, I created a Facebook post. I wrote a Facebook post and I said, here's what we're doing. Here's my vision. Here's what I'm creating. And then David, David commented and said, I'd like to talk about this. And now David is is our co-founder on this, this 800 acre project. And he has done more for this project than Jen and I ever could have done by ourselves. It wouldn't have happened the way that, the, the way that we were going to do it. We needed David. And it was the power of us standing in our truth that called that in. So anybody that's ever gotten an investor 
the investor believed in you. Anybody that's ever signed up a client, a client believed in you. And so getting more into the power of your voice and creating that as something that's real is, you can see it's, an, it's a very important process to know, to understand. Now, just for fun, I know we're past the 60 minutes, but you know, I, I, I'm going to keep going on dimensions. You can, you can turn off the show if you want or listen later or whatever. I hope, I hope you listen, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a couple more dimensions. So let's look at the eighth dimension. Eighth dimension the eighth dimension is community. The eighth dimension is the people you surround yourself with. It's soul family. It's who are you creating with. So, and, and it's using these people as your leaders as well. So, like looking at Alex as my mirror, someone that I'm creating with. Right? Now, in, in most ways, he's a really great mirror. <laughs> he's done a lot of really great stuff in his life. He's a fascinating person to talk to. Great, great, great man. One of my best friends, and he's not here right now. Something to look at. What's going on here? This is an eighth-dimensional thing, right? So now looking at this community that we're creating, we're creating a community of 40 homes for 40 leaders in our industry. Each is a leader in their own industry. Finances, business, health, science, sex, romance, relationships, whatever. That's an eighth dimensional concept. It's a blue zone concept. Blue zone is an area where people live to be on average 100 years old because everybody has their purpose. The eighth dimension is finding out where you fit in amongst your soul family. When you're in an eighth dimensional place, you're basically choosing one thing. You do one thing. You do what, what is at the tip of your spirit. Let somebody else do it at the tip of their spear. Let them do this, and this is synergy. So instead of having 40 people that are all doing 40 different things each, we have 40 people, and each one is doing only their genius for the other 40 people. Creating a synergy and a collaboration that's untouchable. That is synergy. Okay. Now we move to the ninth dimension. The ninth dimension is the ebb. The ninth dimension is the void. Now the void is where you disappear consciously. It's conscious void. So it's not just checking out on Facebook or checking out on video games or a movie or sex or whatever. It's conscious. It's a conscious ebb. So like I said, Jen goes into the void once a week. She goes and she meditates and she says, okay, I'm not going to get any information right now. I'm going to reset. I'm going to start from nothing. I mean, every once in a while, you've got to clear the cache on your computer. You've got to clear it. You've got to start over, start fresh, speed up. That's what the ninth dimension is. Now the tenth dimension is your I am presence. The tenth dimension is where when, when, when you, so again, everything, 
all these dimensions fit together and link together and work together. And it's, it's often hard to pull them apart, right? So the 10th dimension is your, your I am presence. This is where you know from your first dimensional uh, meditation, tapping into your life purpose, and your second dimensional tapping into uh, you know, your team, your ethnic team, and your, your ideal clients, and the people that you're going to be impacting and affecting and helping, right? And you know what you're here to do, and this is where you turn the turbo boosters on. Because this is where you are in 100% alignment, your body, mind, soul, and spirit. You're in alignment. And so everything you touch turns to gold because it's exactly where you're supposed to be. You look at like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, men that know what they're here to do. And they might piss people off. People that say you're crazy, people that say you can't do it, people that say, what the hell are you doing? Steve, Steve Jobs got fired from his own company. He had an attitude. He knew what he was here to do. He was here to get shit done. That is your I am presence. And any leader, any world-class, world-changing leader is connected to their I am presence. You cannot hold that kind of a public position, being in the public eye, without being in your I am presence. Because you're going to get hit. People are going to lash out. People are going to... You can't please all the people all the time. You're going to get people that are not happy with what you're saying, what you're doing. You're going to get, you're going to get haters. You're going to get people that are going to contradict you. Let them be them. You do you. They're playing their part. They don't even know who they are. So how, how could they know who you are? You know who you are. Stand in it 100% so that when you're getting beaten and bloodied and bruised. You know who you are. I'm going to keep going. I know my life purpose. I know what I'm here to do. That's your 10th dimensional self. You're unstoppable. So the 11th dimension is free will. 11th dimension is free will choice. We've all heard of this. I have, I, I have free will. I can do whatever I want. Well, yeah. You know, depending on your level of consciousness, your level of commitment, and your level of integration into the other dimensions, you'll have different levels of access, different levels of top security clearance to what you have free will around. I mean, yeah, you have free will, but you can't just say, I have, free, I have a free will to create a billion dollars in my bank account. It's not going to happen. Why? You don't have the top security clearance. If you have the top security clearance, I'm talking the etheric realm, to create, snap your fingers and create a billion dollars in your bank account, you've had to earn that by mastering all the other dimensions, mastering your control, your self-discipline over those other dimensions. Because the faster you are able to and allowed to manifest good things into your life, the faster you are also going to be creating uh, or going to be able to create negative things in your life. So 
if you're not conscious, if you're often going to sleep or checking out, that is a time where stuff is going to be creating rapidly around you. And if you're not paying attention, you're not going to know what to do with it. Right. You're going to think, you know, you're going to think a terrible thought about somebody and that terrible thing is going to happen to that person. Right. You don't give power like that to children. So it's the same thing in reality creation. You have to prove that when I get, when I get information, when I, that, that I'm proving that I go into meditation every day and I check in every day and I say, what am I supposed to do? And then I get the information and whether I know why I need to do that thing or not, or whether I trust it or whether I know I'm going to be okay, I'm doing it anyway because I'm connected I'm putting it into physical results and I'm not afraid. And then I'll be allowed to reach the level of success and then to look back and understand why I had to do that thing. Even if it seems crazy, because I now have the top security clearance. You will never have the top security clearance to see the next level above you. So it will always be a leap of faith. You will always have to leap without knowing. And if you're not capable of leaping without knowing, then you're not qualified to know. It's the test. You have to take the test. You have to pass the test to be allowed the next level of top security clearance. So when you're connected with the 11th dimension, this is where you say, okay, all right, I know what I'm here to do. I'm in my higher self. I'm in my I am presence. I know exactly how to do it, grounded into reality, so that if I got a million dollars today, I would know exactly where to put it. I wouldn't waste it. I wouldn't blow it. It wouldn't go to my head. I would be able to plug it in directly into these things, sent by sense, accounted for. That's the 11th dimension. Free will choice. Requires high level of knowing yourself, all aspects of yourself. Now, the 11th dimension is also the first dimension where you are an individuated person, where you are an individuated human, an individuated soul, where you are able to separate yourself from others. Because in the 12th dimension is the law of one. The 12th dimension is the highest law the highest level of consciousness is we're all one. Like cells in a body. Right? So if you look at, you know, I have a I have, you know, trillions of cells in my body. Same body. It's all one body. We're all one. Right? I've got a, a heart, a kidney, a liver. Right? I've got all the stuff. It's all it's all part of my body. We're all one. That's it. And so when we get to this point, when we get to this level of abstraction, this level of consciousness, this, so you heard people say there's no good, bad, there's no right, wrong. There's always somebody like, well, how do you explain Hitler? How do you explain Aleppo? How do you explain murderous dictators and a baby dying, babies getting cancer, right? When we get to the 12th dimension, that is where the statement of we're all, we're all one 
There's no good, bad. That is where that happens. And it's hard to understand and the dimensions following up to that. Anyway, I could do a radio show <laughs> explaining each and every one of these things. Um, but anyway, it's what we're doing the seven-day retreats for. So if you want to, if you want more information on deep diving into these retreats, coming to Costa Rica, being in our 5D, 6D reality creation here, getting a body level understanding of what it feels like to be in that kind of a reality and to know that you can create what's next for yourself and then to actually have the tools to go and do that. Get in touch with me, contact me. Um, you can find me at, uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Ben Rohde, R-O-D-E. Um, pretty easy to find on Facebook. I'll probably be the first one that pops up. I would definitely be the first one that pops up if you Google it. Or you can email me at ben at rodeinstitute.com. And my team answers my emails, so you'll probably be hearing from my team. But if you want to talk about the retreat, um, you'll actually, um, you know, it's an interview process. And so we can talk to you about it. We can answer any questions you have about what's going on and uh, see if it's right for you and see if we can uh, get you the results you're looking for. So thank you guys for listening to this uh, very special episode of um, the future of America with Ben Rohde and his <laughs> 12th dimension uh, consciousness plan. I'm going to go change the title and description of this right now. Um, I love you all. You're amazing. Thanks for listening. Leave a comment. Talk to you soon.